really matters? That might be the most important question you can ask. So let's talk about it. Welcome to What Really Matters podcast, Everyday Spirituality with Karen Wyatt. Thanks for joining me here again today and tuning in to see what I have to say about spirituality. And I'm going to move on to our next episode in the series on what the ego needs to learn. But I wanted to start with a little story first to share with you. The other day I was walking along the beach. I'm staying near the beach right now and walking on the sand right by the edge of the water. It was high tide and usually I walk at low tide but on this day the it was high tide so the waves were washing up pretty forcefully and suddenly a wave, a large wave came up washed over my feet and deposited a small stone right at my feet. And I looked down to see that the stone had some writing on it. There were words written in like black Sharpie on the stone. So I picked it up and read what it said was, worry that I'm not a good enough mom. And I realized this stone had probably been used in some sort of ritual and maybe a person had maybe had several stones and had written things, messages on those stones of things that needed to be let go of, of negative or limiting beliefs that needed to be tossed aside and released. And then the person had perhaps thrown those stones into the ocean. And here, this particular one washed up at that moment in time at my feet. And so I thought it was really powerful. And I have no idea if maybe that ritual took place the same day or a few days before, but maybe it was a few years ago and somewhere remote from where I was. I have no idea how long that stone might have been tossing about in the ocean before it washed up as at my feet. But at any rate, I took a look at that message and realized it had something for me to contemplate, worry that I'm not a good enough mom. And so it brought back all these memories of the years when my children were growing up and I was really overwhelmed with concern that maybe I wasn't good enough. Maybe I made mistakes. I hadn't done things the best way possible, things that I regretted, things I said or did, and constantly dealing with that anxiety and worry about not being good enough as a mom and really not being good enough in lots of ways in everything that I did at that time. So it really came from low self-esteem, from a lack of confidence, from not always believing in myself that I felt a lot of anxiety about was I doing the right thing in my life in various ways? Was I being as good as I could be? And so this stone washing up at my feet gave me a chance to contemplate those worries again and to look at how is that anxiety still present in my life now? How many times do I still worry and have concerns that I'm not good enough? I didn't do it right. I could have done that better. And how can I let go of that desire for perfectionism and see that maybe I'm okay just as I am, and however I accomplish things right now is okay for now. It's good to strive to grow and to want to always be doing a better job, but 
it's also good to recognize and appreciate that I'm doing the best I can right now and to even see perfection in the mistakes I make and the flaws that I have. So that stone brought me a powerful message and I love the fact that it just happened to wash up in that moment right at my feet where it couldn't be ignored And I thought I'd share it with you because isn't life interesting how it offers us these little serendipitous moments where we have a chance to see something or hear something that can give us a message that we need right in that moment. But the thing is, we have to be watching for those things to happen. We have to pay attention and we have to be willing to look when we get the tiny nudge of like a stone touching our toes. When that nudge happens, we have to be willing to embrace it and say, hey, let me stop for a second and take a look and listen and read whatever is here for me. So just a reminder for all of us to pay attention to those little signs around us because there are probably messages for us everywhere that we could learn from and gain from if we will stop and take a moment to take take them in. So I'm going to move on today. Uh, The topic for today, I'm still on the series of what the ego needs to learn. And this is part three. If you've listened to the other previous parts, which I encourage you to go back and listen to the previous two episodes so you can get parts one and two, but um, I'll review it for you here. I'm recounting five lessons that were shared by Richard Rohr in a podcast I happened to hear, Father Richard Rohr. And he said these are the lessons that they used to teach at a men's retreat many years ago. And they're really lessons for the ego when we're confronting our own ego, figuring out how we can grow, how we can kind of teach our ego to live a more spiritual life and bring our ego into alignment with our higher self. And so The first two lessons, number one was life is hard. You can go back to two episodes and listen to that one. Um, Why the ego doesn't really like to accept the fact that life is just hard and there are challenges and difficulties and pain built into life no matter what, even though the ego doesn't necessarily like it or want life to be that way. And number two was you're not that important. And again, that's a message for the ego to remember that there there's something greater and something higher. And so today's lesson number three is really a corollary and follows from last week's lesson. And this lesson for the ego is your life is not about you. And I will admit the moment I say those words and read them, part of me resists it and reacts negatively to that. Like, what do you mean my life is not about me? And um, I'm sure all of us have some of that feeling and some of that reaction when we hear that. But remember, this is a message for the ego because we're trying to get the ego to loosen its control and hold on our lives and how we view our lives. We're trying to help our ego expand into a higher view, um, a more of a galaxy view to see the perspective of the soul. And that's why it's the ego that needs to hear this message. And so what we're trying to help the ego recognize is that there's a higher and greater purpose to our existence than the ego can recognize or understand or comprehend. 
And if we live only through and from the ego alone, we're taking a very small view of life, a small and selfish view of life that's very limiting. And so we're trying to help our ego relax some of its control over our lives so that we can be guided by higher intuition and by higher consciousness and that our ego can begin to work in concert with higher consciousness, aligned with higher consciousness, as I said before, to help us live from the soul and live as our best and highest selves as much as possible. So if you think about it, when we're living from our ego, the ego is constantly trying to control our lives to discern what its purpose is to create that purpose to make something happen. And our disappointments and our sense of failure in life tend to come from this egoic view of life because the ego is always analyzing and measuring and coming up with critiques of how we're living and feeling disappointed. It's, it's the ego that thinks I'm not a good enough mother. I'm not doing this right. Um, I'm, I'm not fulfilling my purpose. And the ego also judges other people. So while the ego is striving in its own perfectionism to control life and to create what it thinks is the right thing for life, it's also judging others and creating more separateness between ourselves and others. So some of the difficulties we encounter in life come from this egoic view of our purpose and why we're here on this planet in the first place. So what we want the ego to begin to understand and to learn to embrace is the idea that we are part of a higher, greater purpose than just this individual life of ours that we're living here. We are participating in this the vastness of spirit, of creativity, of all of life throughout multiple universes. We are participants in that. And we're therefore connected to all of life and part of all of life. And so in that sense, the life that we live right now is not just about the ego. It's not just about the small self. We're here as part of a grander, larger purpose within the universe. We're part of the all. We're connected to everything. And we make our contribution to this larger purpose through our individual lives, through our unique manifestations of the divine, of spirit. But we may not really even know or see what that contribution is. So while the ego wants to know and wants to be in control of our contribution, the fact is that may not be in the cards for us. We may not recognize exactly how we are contributing to the whole in each moment. So we can only do the best we can do. We can't really analyze or measure our progress or our performance here where we do what we can do. We become our best and highest selves in life and trust that we are fulfilling why we're here, but we're not here to fulfill the desires and the goals of the ego. So the ego will continually try to figure out what our purpose is and what we're contributing and we'll try to create its own path. But that 
honestly isn't what we're here for. And so I want to just talk a little bit today about the fact that what we're really here for can be summed up in one word, simply we're here for love. And I say that as part of the tagline at the end of every single episode, that's what, what we're here for is to learn to manifest love, to participate in love, to be channels for divine love. In fact, we're made of love. And um, I, I have this quote from Rumi that I really cherish, which is, your task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek and find all the barriers within yourself that you have built against it. I think this sums it up really perfectly. The ego wants to seek for love and control love and try to get love for itself. But really, our higher task is simply to recognize love is around us and within us. In fact, we're made of love. And all we have to do is find what prevents us from experiencing and expressing that love. So that is what we're here for, is to work within ourselves to remove the barriers. And those barriers tend to be our wounds, ego wounds, usually that we're hiding in the shadow. The more we work on ourselves interiorly and remove those barriers, the more we will be falling in line and in the flow of the divine love that is when we will be participating in life in in the purpose for which we came here so i like that reminder simply spend your time not seeking for love but to remove the barriers to love that exist within you be willing to go within and look at shadow look at the wounds you're carrying look at the scars that you have to understand how they are preventing you from participating in this divine love from spirit from the universe so to reiterate the ego sees love as something apart from itself, outside of itself, that it is always trying to get, that it's seeking to try to bring into life. But the soul recognizes that we are already love. Love is everywhere around us. And we are made of love and we contain love. And so it's not something to seek after. We simply seek the ways in which we don't recognize that we are love. And we seek those obstacles that we have created throughout our lives to the love that we are. And so another Rumi quote that I really like is this, on the path of love, we are neither masters nor the owners of our lives. We are only a brush in the hand of the master painter. So this is another way of saying to the ego, your life is not about you. We're not the masters or the owners of these lives that we exist. Our lives are tools in a sense of this divine love that are playing out in a certain way. We're part of this amazing tapestry or painting of the universe of evolution. And we are participating in it in ways, as I said, that we don't even know. But it's not up to us to figure that out or to figure out 
what the path is only to allow ourselves to be tools, to be the paintbrush in the hand of love that is painting this, this beautiful tapestry. And so Rumi refers to the hand of the master painter. And I think of the master painter, some people might interpret that as being God. I think of the master painter as being simply the creative force of life, of evolution, which is love, that it's love itself that is painting this amazing picture that we're a part of. So that's why we have to help our ego surrender their attempts to control and to figure life out so that we can be in the moment and be in the flow so that we will notice the rock that brushes up against our toes and pick it up and heed the words that are written there and hear the lessons that are there for us because we're being nudged all the time with little messages that can help us live our lives in a better way that can help us look within, heal those old wounds, let go of some of the pain that we're carrying from the past and and release it so that we can be more open channels for carrying the love that is trying to be born into the world through us. So I think this is why this is such an important message, even though, again, as I say it, your life is not about you. um, I, I immediately want to qualify that and explain it because isn't your life about you? Aren't you a unique and special creation here? Don't you have, aren't you part of this divine purpose? And so it's not as if as if you have nothing unique and individual to offer, in fact, everything about you is unique. And the way that you carry love and bring love into the world is unique and important and necessary and needed in the world. And so I realized, though, that that is the higher view. That is the higher view of the soul and of higher consciousness to see the importance of our individuality and why it's an important part of the whole. And it's not a view that the ego can attain by itself. The ego needs higher guidance in order to recognize that principle. So the part of me that wants to explain, wait, 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 (laughs) your, your life is not about you. Well, no, of course it's about you. The part of me that wants to explain that is my higher self and Again, the harsh message of your life is not about you is meant for the ego to help check the ego a little bit and to call out the ego for holding on to its insistence that it's in charge and that it's in command of this life and that it can seek the right purpose and create that and make it happen. So here's maybe another quote that will help from Rumi, which is, love is the whole thing. We are only pieces. I like that idea of seeing that love is something so vast and huge, and I'm a piece of that love. And in fact, I mean, I manifest uh, the through my being, through this physical creation, I manifest my little piece of love as it expresses itself in this creation on this planet. And I'm an amazing, beautiful, important piece of that love. 
And so therefore, I do have a role to play that's unique. But it's not about my ego at all. My ego is the assistant that helps me while I'm here. My ego is the part of me that that protects me and keeps me safe, that gives me a voice and helps me travel through this world and helps me carry the love and express the love that I'm that I'm meant to bring to earth. But my ego has to be humble and has to learn these lessons and has to take its proper place as a, a companion and a partner to my higher self and has to yield to the guidance of my higher self. And so the last message from Rumi, which I'll, I'll bring in today, since I'm, I'm relying heavily on Rumi's wisdom here, um, is a message for the higher self. It's kind of a message for your whole self, your higher self as it's guiding the ego and as it's carrying you through this life. So this final line from Rumi is, you are not a drop in the ocean. You are the entire ocean in a drop. And so for the ego, though your life is not about you, you also are a participant in the, the entire ocean of love, of creativity, of spirit um, throughout this universe. And so you contain all of that. You contain all of the love. You contain everything that has ever been created in the universe. And you can realize that the moment that you stop trying to make your life be all about you, ego. You can be a participant. You can be the entire ocean in a drop when you surrender to the the wisdom of your higher self and participate in the this lifetime as it ha- is evolving from the higher self. So love is the whole thing. We are only pieces. Let's remember that for today as we as we struggle with our egos that are always seeking love. Uh, may we recognize that we already are the love that we seek. We contain it within us. And as in my tagline every week, we're here for love. So remember that that's the highest and the greatest thing you can do in any moment is always be opening yourself as a channel for love. And some of the ways that you get there are to face your fears in life, be ready for whatever life brings your way, and love each and every moment that you get to spend here in this lifetime. Bye-bye.